بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين على اله وصحبه اجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته continuing to discuss this case of monotheism or tawhid that case which is every muslim really should give it a lot of care a lot of importance it's enough for us to remind ourselves that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by the order of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala spent 10 complete years of his da'wah to call people only for tawheed then Isra and Mi'raj happened so the second pillar of Islam was implemented then later on fasting Ramadan was implemented again Zakah and Hajj later on But still, Tawheed was still going on. So in this case, we don't say that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was ordered to talk about Tawheed only 10 years. Actually, he spent all of his life, 23 years of da'wah, talking about Tawheed. But that period of 10 years was only merely for Tawheed. Nothing else. He was asking his people to say la ilaha illallah, to say it and believe it of course. And unfortunately, his people at that time, those, those Kafirin, they knew the meaning of la ilaha illallah and what, it, what, it, what makes people do. They did not accept it because they know what it means. While a lot of Muslims now say la ilaha illallah, but they didn't mean it, or they didn't believe it, or they do not practice it in their life. Just to remind myself and you, brothers, that la ilaha illallah will not be beneficial for us, for every Muslim, unless it's having these three conditions. Knowing the true meaning of la ilaha illallah, which is none has the right to be worshipped but Allah. Practicing it in life, refrain from doing whatever breaks it down. The contradictions of la ilaha illallah or the nullifiers of la ilaha illallah. These three cases must be learned and practiced. If so, then a Muslim really doing and he is one of the la ilaha illallah people. This one who died with la ilaha illallah and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he guaranteed for him jannah. من كان آخر كلامه من الدنيا لا إله إلا الله دخل الجنة. Some people say okay, then in this case hypocrites will go to Jannah because they say لا إله إلا الله. What's the difference between a hypocrite and a Muslim, a true Muslim, true Muslim? Big difference. Hypocrite when he wants to say لا إله إلا الله while he's dying cannot do it, cannot say it. Allah will not let him because Allah knows what is in their hearts. So don't be tricked. By these people who show that they love Islam and love Muhammad وسلم, while they do not do that. They actually just doing this for their society or for their authority. Those only people going to go to Jannah, those only people who will say La ilaha illallah while dying, those people who have been practicing La ilaha illallah in their hearts and their bodies. Those people who are saved from the nullifiers of La ilaha illallah. Tonight brothers, we're going to talk about the chapter of number 31 of Kitab al-Tawheed. The book of Tawheed, and as we said before, one of the best thing about this book is it's giving us what Allah said, what Muhammad said. No excess. All you have to do is read these ayat, read these ahadith, then practice it in your life. You understand it? If you if you cannot, go and read the meaning of it in tafsir or in the translation of the meaning of the Quran and hadith, explanation of hadith, Fatih al-Bari and the other books, or read the translation. 
It is not that we, the people, this even this author is not telling you what to do. He is just giving you what Allah told you to do, what Muhammad said, told you to do. That's it. And you as a Muslim will take this as granted because the words of Allah are the words of Muhammad No one can reject it. When you call people for Islam, when you call people for this Tawheed with these evidences of Quran and Sunnah, no one can say, I can't accept this. But if you say, such and such Sheikh said, he said, okay, your Sheikh said, said my Sheikh said, better than your Sheikh. And he said this. And then you will, you will get into the problem of fanatic. This is Hanafi, this is Shabi, this is Maliki, this is Hanbali. And they fight. No. We want to say we are Muslims. هو سماكم المسلمين من قبل هي سبحانه وتعالى قوة أمي we are Muslims despite the colors despite the languages despite the locations give this a fight we are Muslims with one شريعة شريعة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم with one دين دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم so we are brothers together this chapter tonight is talking about a case That lots of people unfortunately misunderstand it. He's talking about the word love. Love. Lots of people when they hear the word love, they go directly to the case of loving women and films, Hollywood and Bollywood and so on so on. These are this is one of the words which is really misunderstood or played with intentionally or unintentionally. The word love is big word. It is big ibadah. Big worshipping. As we will see inshallah when we discuss this case in this chapter hopefully. It's enough for us to, t- to tell ourselves that loving Allah is the most important ibadah that you ever thought of. Because without love our salah, our psalm, our hajj, our zakah will not be so important. Will not be accepted even. Because love actually is the case that we should have it in our heart. How much we love Allah wa ta'ala, this is the case. So let's see this case. This first of all divides love into four kinds. We can divide love into four kinds or four types. The first one is to love Allah wa ta'ala. To love him wa ta'ala and he deserves it. How can't we love the one who that every grace on us is from him? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our sight, our hearing, our money, our bodies, our health, our children, our kidneys, our everything. Everything in you is from Allah. And listen to Allah telling you, وَمَا بِكُمْ مِنْ نِعْمَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ Every ni'mah, every grace on us from Allah. Yani just imagine if you have a, a rich relative, a millionaire. And every year he stopped by and said, Kevin Hadi Fulan, take this car for you. A new car for you. Allah, this guy will be the fantastic guy to you. You will love him a lot. He does not ask me anything. Every year he's giving me a new car. Allah, this is a fantastic guy. Yeah. Well, even if he is a bad guy, you still say in every place you say, Allah, that guy, nobody talks about him. He's fantastic. Nobody is like him. Just because he's given us one car a year. Say, what about the one who's giving us every ni'mah, every minute, every single second? Your breathing is a ni'mah. And he's taking care of it, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your heart beating is a ni'mah. Your health is a ni'mah. Your eyes are ni'mah. All these are ni'mah. Who gave it to us? Not only this, but he even told us, subhanahu wa ta'ala, that this ni'mah you cannot count. وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْصُوهَا You cannot count. 
Kalah. How many nanas? You can't. So in this case, don't you think that he deserves the best love? Yes, of course. Yes. And that love really is the love that can, you, can, you cannot pay to anybody else. Not anybody else. This is the first kind or type of love. The second one is to love for the sake of Allah. And that's what called in Islam al-wala. Al-wala means that you love a Muslim or good people for the sake of Allah. The first one is only for Allah. Nobody will be to be loved for his own sake except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But even Muhammad sallallahu even Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we love him for the sake of Allah. Because he has done sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Whatever you think of that he has done, he's done sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for us. All of us, we are now 1.5 billion Muslims. We are in his scale. Every hasana we do, he is getting share of it, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He has spent his life as a poor man. He doesn't care about dunya. He faced all of his people, including his uncle. He suffered from his people just to save us from hellfire, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we love him. We love him a lot, yes. But we love him for the sake of Allah. Because the first pure love is only for Allah. We love also good people. Every good Muslim we love him because he is Allah loves him and we love. We hate every kafir, every bad Muslim we hate him also. Why? For the sake of Allah. So in this case now, this is really some people do not really understand this easily. They love because of dunya. They love because of that. They love, but they don't love because of Allah Just that guy, he is not from my country. He is not from my people. He maybe he have problems with me, but I love him. Why? Because Allah loves him. He's a good guy, he's praying with Jama'ah, and he's following the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, so I love him. The other guy, even he's my own brother, but he is bad in the case of Islam, he hates the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, I hate him. I must hate him, if I am true woman. As Muhammad sallallahu told us in the last ayah of Surah Al-Mujadila, لا تجد قوم يؤمنون بالله واليوم الآخر يوادون من حاد الله ورسوله ولو كانوا آباءهم أو أبناءهم أو إخوانهم أو عشيرتهم أترون مؤمن والنطلف أن والبيس if they are against Allah and رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من حاد الله ورسوله means that they are the enemies of Allah so every enemy of Allah whoever he is he is your enemy and every wali of Allah is your wali also وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ بَعْضُهُمْ أَوْلِيَاءُ بَعْضُ وَلَا means help, support, love, honoring, so on. The third type or kind of love is to love with Allah. And that's politism, major politism. That means, like this ayah which is mentioned, the first ayah of this chapter, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَتَّخِذُ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ أَنْدَادًا يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ This is major politics. Excludes a person from Islam totally. If someone loves somebody, whoever this body, a human being, or a tree, or a grave, or whoever he is, if he loves him like he loves Allah, then he is falling into major politics. Right. The third one, or the fourth one, sorry, is the natural love. Here is the solution. Because a lot of people say, you can't control your love. You will love the person who is treating you good, even if he is a kafir. And you will hate the one who is treating you bad, even if he is a Muslim. That's natural love. 
natural hatred. If you love, that's why in Islam we are allowed to marry Christian and Jew ladies, right? You know, they are Catholics and they are Protestants and they worship somebody other than Allah Taala. They worship Jesus or others. How are we going to love her? It's natural that her husband will love his wife. Natural. But this love is called natural love. And you are not going to be punished for it. You may be rewarded for it also. But actually, as long as it is, this love does not go to the extent of... Ah, here is the problem. This natural love should be stopped into some extent. There are borders there. There are red lines. That this love will not drive us to disobey Allah or Rasulullah sallallahu We have a pretty wife, but she is Christian or Jew. We love her, natural love. And then she starts to ask us not to go to the masjid because she is afraid at home. Something like that. Then this loving person will start to obey the wife not to pray with jama'ah. Later on, he, she will, he will not pray at all. Later on, he will take her to the wrong places. Now, this is love with Allah. No more natural love now. Let's go to the third kind, which is to love with Allah, which is politics. Didn't you think that Nuh, alayhi salam, used to love his son? And his son was a kafir. Didn't you think that Ibrahim, alayhi salam, used to love his father? And his father was a kafir. Didn't you think that Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, used to love his uncle, beloved uncle, Abu Talib? But Abu Talib was a kafir and died as a kafir also. In spite of what the Shia say. But this is natural love. Why Muhammad would love Abu Talib while he is a kafir? Because Abu Talib was defending him. Abu Talib was supporting him. Although he was a kafir. But this kind of love is not the love that we are talking about. This is natural love. But at the same time, Muhammad used to hate his uncle for the sake of Allah. And he loved him naturally. Can we combine them? Yes. Can we combine hate and love at the same time? Yes. It is natural, it is easy to understand that we can combine both. You love your son because he is your son and you hate some of his actions or he, he, the actions he's doing or you hate him sometimes for doing things bad, bad things to you. So you can combine. In this case, when we explain it this way, that there are four types or kinds of love, to love Allah, to love for the sake of Allah, to love with Allah, to love natural love, then we can talk about this chapter tonight. The first ayah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمِنِ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَتَّخِذُ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ أَنْدَادًا يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ Some people, they have some others to be loved with Allah the same as the love of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us about them, they are kafirs and they are going to Jahannam. Because no one deserves to share the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And share here is refused. Anything for Allah is for Allah. Even yani the rights of Allah, you cannot give it to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Although he's the best person ever walked on earth, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Still, we don't give him the rights of Allah. Rights of Allah is for Allah. To call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to pray for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to make salah to him, hajj the This is only for Allah. They both for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There's another love for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There's obedience for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As Allah tells in his holy book, wa Allah. Independently. وَأَطِيعُ الرَّسُولَ Also independently. وَأُولِي الْأَمْرِ مِنْكُمْ Not independently. Why he subhanahu wa ta'ala made Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the same in the case of Ta'ah because Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that cannot bring things from his own. 
وما ينطق عن الهوى ان هو الا وحي يوحى وحي what Muhammad has said in his sunnah was wahi. He, he did not break it from his own. So, ulama say, they say that Quran is from Allah, meaning and words. While hadith is from Allah, meaning, but the words are from Muhammad. And Allah has already clearly told us in his holy book that Muhammad cannot lie to him. About the sharia, of course. He cannot lie about, uh, from, uh, that, Allah, that Allah said this and he did not say. So in this case, we take whatever Muhammad has said, in this case we take it as granted, as we do with the Qur'an, as long as we understand the meaning of it. So this is the case we should really put in mind that this ayah is, is, is warning us from falling into the case of giving the rights of Allah, especially in the case of love, to someone else. Uh, a quick reminder, if you remember when we talked about the case of self-purification book, and we finished that about two years ago, and it's already in the internet if you can't want to listen to it sometimes. We said that three major hard works or actions, because action is not only by body, also by heart. Three major of them, love, fear, and hope. These are the major three cases. And Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah, one of the great scholars of Islam, said that these three, he gave us an example of the bird. You see, the bird has a head, a head, that's what. And two wings, that's hope and fear. And he cannot fly without a head, and he cannot fly with one wing. All these three have to be there. Love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, hope to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So love is the head of the bird. Without it, we cannot do anything. So we have to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he deserves it. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's the only one deserves complete love. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. The other ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also warning his slaves, the mu'min slaves, the Muslim slaves, not anybody else. And he said, قُلْ إِنْ كَانَ آبَاءُكُمْ وَأَبْنَاءُكُمْ وَأَخْوَانُكُمْ وَأَزْوَاجُكُمْ مَعَشِيرَتُكُمْ وَأَمَّانُكُمْ تَرَفْتُمُوهَا وَتِجَارَةٍ تَخْشَوْنَ كَسَادَهَا وَمَسَاكِنَ تَرَفَوْنَهَا أَحَبَّ إِلَيْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ we have to be so afraid in this case. فَتَرَبَّصُوا حَتَّى يَأْتِيَ اللَّهُ بِأَمْرَهِ Wait until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punish you. If anyone of these is giving love that's only for Allah or for Rasulullah or more than them, then we are in danger. Aba, fathers, abna, sons and daughters, ikhwan, brothers, azwaj, wives, ashira, kinders, Amwal, money, tijara, commerce, houses, masakin. If anyone of these is more beloved to you than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa rasulah, you Muslims, you are in danger. طيب. In this case, we understand that Allah wants us subhanahu wa ta'ala, He wants us to love Him and love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this deal more than anyone of these. How is that? I can't gauge my love in my heart. I can't. I have no, no, no uh, instrument to gauge the love in my heart. No, no, no. It's not a case of gauging. It's the case of see it in practical case. When your fathers or mothers or sons or daughters or one of these wants you to do something, while Allah wants you to do something else, whom are you going to prefer? That's the case. 
an adventure prayer. Nowadays we are we have cold weather. You hear adhan, hayy ala salah, hayy ala salah. You darau to salah, you darau to salah. What do we do? Ah, here's the question now. Lots to be, to be here clear. Wallahi, I, I was late, I said late last night and it's so cold outside and the, the, the you know, the billow and the, the, the blankets are very nice. I can't, I'll, I'll make it inshallah when I wake up. Uh, I'll not wake up, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive me. No, ya habibi. Don't trick Allah with this. We can't trick Allah with this. But those people who love Allah truly will leave all of this aside. Will go to the cold, cold water if he, if he doesn't have a heater. And he will make wudu. And he will go to the masjid. And he will pray. Say, what is the result? Big result. Big result. Muhammad Hassan told us in the hadith that the person who goes and prays with jama'ah the fajr, Allah will take care of him. He will be in the protection of Allah until the evening. من صلى الفجر في جماعة فهو في ذمة الله حتى يمسي. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us to be protected by him subhanahu wa ta'ala, why do we care? It's only one salah al-fajr. Also salat al-isha or salat al-asr and so on. It's very simple. All we have to do is just train ourselves. How many courses do we take to train ourselves in some kind of works? We take, we take a course for two weeks as an example to, to, to be capable of using the word or the excel or so on the computer or how to make to work on the cars mechanics and so on we pay money for that now we are having a course how to deal with ourselves to put them in the right track because the self of a human being as we said before are three but actually they are it's one with three different descriptions or qualities one of them ammaratun bisu this part of yourself is helping shaitan against you she wants to drive you to Jahannam. وَمَا أُبَرِّئُ نَفْسِي إِنَّ النَّفْسَ لَأَمَّارَةٌ بِالسُّوءٍ The other one is Lawam, as you remember. The third one is Mutma'innah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us this self. So in this case, we need to be so strong in the deen of Allah. يَا يَحْيَا خُذِ الْكِتَابَ بِقُوَّةٍ Don't take kitab Allah, I'll see this later on. Now, take that bukuwa, take it strongly, that you're going to take it, not only by hand, but also by heart, by practice. When you touch Quran, you are touching the words of Allah. Respect, not only to decorate it, and you make it in the, in the, in the wall. Decorating with the Yasin, Surah Yasin, or Surah Ayatul Kursi with a nice handwriting to make a decoration, decoration of the house. No. This Quran is descended to be in the heart and practice by the body. That's the case we're talking about. See this eye as an example? How are we going to deal with it? Just recite the eye. Allah, nice eye, Sheikh, to recite. Because there's Aba'ukum, Abna'ukum, Akhwanukum. Nice recitation. La Habibi. Nice recitation is needed, yes. But also, we need to practice this ayah. Because if we do practice this ayah, obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this case, putting our fathers or parents children, all of these eight cases in the second hand. First hand is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. First thing is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If I have to, to choose between this and this, I will choose what Allah wants me to do. Even if I hurt my children. Because Allah wants me to do this. Nuh alayhi salam, he wanted his son to come to ride with him in the ship. But Allah did not want so Nuh, when he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he promised me to save 
My family said, no, he's not one of your family. Because he's a kafir. So Nuh made excuses to Allah Ta'ala. He apologized to Allah Ta'ala. Rabbi Ni'ul Kanasara Kamari Salli Bihi'il. Wa'illa ta'gfir li wa tarhamni. Ah, he is making now apology. Each one of us is having one of his relatives. Far or close is not in the right track of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. How are we going to deal with him? Because why he's my relative, a close relative, I have to take care of him. Ah, I have to love him. Yeah, wait a second. You can love him naturally, that's another case. But don't love him the way that Allah Ta'ala wants you to love. Then the author, Rahimahullah, with after these two ayahs, he made about four, he brought a five hadith in this chapter. The first one was narrated by Anas, Anas ibn Malik, is a very young Sahabi. Uh, his mother brought him to Rasulullah to serve him. And so he stayed with Muhammad all of his life, all the life of Muhammad uh, as a servant. So Muhammad made dua, made dua for him. He was, mashallah, having lots of money and lots of children. He died in the, nine of, uh, in the year of 93 Hijriya uh, with, with about more than 100 sons and grandsons. Because of Dawah Muhammad uh, This hadith is mentioned by Al-Bukhari and Muslim, both of them, to Anas, so we call it Mustafaqun Alayh. When we say Mustafaqun Alayh in Mustalah al-Hadith, they mean that narrated by Al-Bukhari and Muslim from the same Sahabi. That's Mustafaqun Alayh. But if they say narrated by Al-Bukhari and Muslim only, then it's different Sahabi. Say, this hadith, Anas ibn Malik said that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من ولده ووالده والناس أجمعين. والله this is a very hard hadith. Very hard hadith. Nobody can claim that he's doing this. Let's try it. Let's see. He said that no one will be a mu'min unless I will be, يعني محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم, more beloved to him than his own children and all his parents. And his own close relatives. How can we say this? Can anybody claim that he loves Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam more than his parents or more than his children or more than his money? It's not so easy to claim. So how can we know? Again, there is no gauging. We, cannot, we, cannot, we don't have any instrument to gauge this love. But some ulama said, when somebody asked him this question, how can I know that if I love Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam more than loving the others? He said, imagine that you are in a place where Muhammad is captured by the enemies of Allah. And the enemies say, you give us your son to kill instead of Muhammad, or we will kill Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Whom are you going to do? If you say, I will give them my son, let them kill him, but Muhammad be saved, then you love him. Take the story of One of the Sahaba, what was his name, I forget his name, Khubayb bin Adi, Khubayb bin Adi. I try to remember the correct name if I'm not mistaken. Khubayb was captured by the Mushrikeen in one of the Ghazawat, fighting with Kafirin. They captured him in Qurayshi people, they brought him to Mecca, they hanged him in the cross to kill him. So Abu Sufyan, the leader of Quraysh that time, before he became a Muslim, he came to him and said, Ya Khubayb. I'm asking you to tell me the truth. He said, go ahead. He said, 
Would you like that, Muhammad sallallahu in your place and you are at home with your children? Would you like that? He said, La wallah. Wallahi. Wallahi. I wouldn't love to be with my children while Muhammad sallallahu is having a needle in his finger. That's the love. That's the true love. Not the love to just to say, Ya Habibi, Ya Rasulullah, make maulid, make that, make this fun dancing. No problem, that's easy to say. It's easy to say we love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Habibi, Ya Rasulullah, tayyib. Come practice what he told you to do. This practice, ah, well, that is, that is. Rasulullah told you to do this? Well, I'm too busy now. What kind of love is this? This is a lie. This is not a true love. True love is to obey Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as he told you. قُلْ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهِ Yes. If you love me, if you love Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, follow me. That's what he told us. That's what Allah told him to, 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 to tell us. To love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is not worth to say. Because he book it, did better than us in this case. He book it in the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did better than us in this case. They come to the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and they pray with him and they stay with him and they talk to him and they say, Ya Rasulullah, we love you. You are the best. You are, you are. But they hated Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa They hated Islam. So why some Muslims try to practice the actions of the hypocrites? By just showing that we love Rasulullah sallallahu then it's easy to forget what he told us to do. It's very simple for us to have a one night a year to make a celebration or a milad for Muhammad sallallahu and recite all sorts of poems, not a sharif as you call it. It's very easy, very simple. What's the, what's the headache? And later on, in that same night, we'll eat a lot of good things. And we'll make at home. The rest of the year, forget Muhammad No way. No way. To believe, to remember Muhammad is not only to remember by his tongue, by, by tongue, but only. Although we are doing this in every salah. We're making salah on him. But also to remember how he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, told us what he told us to do. And we do it. Yani, some of the sahaba, like Abdullah ibn Umar, radiallahu anhum, ibn Khattab, used to do whatever Muhammad used to do. Even how he, some places Muhammad used to go to make urine, he goes to make urine that place. Of course, this is not required and this is not sunnah. But see how Sahaba loves Muhammad That they will die for him They will do whatever he told them to do. And I told you before about the story of Talha bin Ubaidullah, one of the best Sahaba of Muhammad He was walking outside to come into the masjid. He was in the street. He was, he was still in the street and he heard Muhammad in the message saying, Ibadullah Jerusalem, sit down. So he sat down in the street. In the street. Yeah, and if he did not sit, if he come to the message and sat down, he will not be blamed. But because he loves Muhammad وسلم, he sat in the street. A few minutes later, some Sahaba came in to the message, so they saw Talha sitting there. His name is Talha and he is Abu Muhammad, the father of Muhammad. Abu Muhammad, what are you doing here? He said, well, I heard Muhammad say, sit down, so I sat down. That's the law, to obey, to obey. That when we say, ashhadu anna Muhammad rasulullah, we mean, what does it mean? To believe whatever he said, to refrain from doing whatever he told us not to do, and to worship Allah the way he told us to worship Allah. That means we have to learn this deen, so we worship him the way he wants us. We worship Allah the way Muhammad told us. So he told us to worship Allah with salah in a certain way. You cannot see, you cannot find in the Quran how to pray. Can you? Only in the Quran you can you find waqimu salah. But how am I going to make iqala for salah? How am I going to make salah muqama, correct way? 
محمد So in our case, we have to obey Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam if we love him. That's the case. In this hadith, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is telling us that we are not going to be counted as mu'mins. But we have to be careful because we don't take one hadith and just give the yani, uh, opinion directly from it. We have to gather all the hadith talking about this case. So when after studying this hadith and some other hadith, they say, this is not negating the basis of iman. So the person will be a kafir if he doesn't. No. But this is negating the must, the completing, the must completing, or must completed iman. And iman will not be completed. It will be short. There is iman, yes, but it's very short, very low. He does not love Muhammad Sallallahu more than the other. So still, short iman or weak iman is in danger. A weak thing could be lost easily. So part of our iman to make it strong and complete, to love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa more than any one of these he mentioned in the hadith. طيب, one more hadith when we'll stop so this will take us a little bit more I don't want to keep you so long. So the second hadith second hadith also narrated by Anas radiallahu anhu and also it is by al-Bukhari and Muslim I think yes it is by al-Bukhari and Muslim he said Anas said, رضي الله عنه, that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi said, ثلاث من كن فيه وجد بهن حلاوة الإيمان أن يكون الله ورسوله أحب إليهما سواهما ويحب المرأة لا يحبه إلا الله وأن يكره أن يعود في الكفر بعد, أن بعد إذ أنقده الله منه كما يكره أن يقذف في النار This is another strong, very strong hadith. It is Mustafaqun alayhi, yani Bukhari Muslim, yani no doubt about the correction of it. It is also so clear that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is telling us three cases. If we ever have them, then we will taste, we will taste the sweetness, the delighting of Iman. Taste? What is this? Is this a pizza? No. Tasting here means that you are not tasting by your tongue, but you are tasting by your heart. And Iman has a big taste. A taste that Bilal ibn Rabah radiallahu anhu was hurted so much that still he doesn't care because he said it was so hot, it's so hurting putting this big rock on me, on my chest, on the heat of Mecca in the mid of the day. But when I remember how much I'm getting from Allah, I forget all of it. How many Sahaba were, were really hurted? How many Sahaba really, well, even Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, from they are having the taste of Iman, so that this will make them forget everything else. Muhammad stands the whole night until his feet bleed. This is, can you stand for three or four hours standing like this? It's very hard for us. But he's doing this wise, because he's tasting the sweetness of Iman. When are we going to taste it? When? Ask yourself. Have we ever tasted this? Maybe sometimes one day we are feeling good for a shade and we are citing Quran and taste. Allah, ya akhwan, the happiness of Iman cannot be measured by anything else. Let people eat whatever they want. Let them enjoy as much as they want from women. Whatever they want to enjoy, let them enjoy it. Still, their enjoyment is short. But enjoying Iman, enjoying the deen, is something nobody can really describe. One of the ulama 
He was a poor man and also sick. Plus, he had no home. His clothes were cut. And he was sleeping or staying sometimes in the masjid. Some people came to him and said, Yes, Sheikh, what is this? Wallah, we feel sorry for you. He said, what? He said, we so, we feel sorry for you. He said, well, don't. Wallahi. Wallahi. The minister said, Wallahi, I have a happiness that if the, key, the, 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 the rulers know about it, they will come to kill me to take it from me. What happened is he talking about? No food, no money, no clothes, no house. But the happiness was not this. It is in here. It's the happiness that a Muslim feels that he is having complete peace with Allah Taala. He's not really in the position of being scared that he will die tonight and he will go to Jahannam. In fact, he's happy when this comes because he's only living this dirty dunya to go to grace into Jannah. When Bilal was dying, his wife was crying and saying, what, what, what a tragedy. He said, don't, don't say this. Don't say, وَمُصِي بَتَعَ Say, وَفَرْحَتَ Say the how happy we are tomorrow we will meet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How is that happening? Where are the human beings? Where are the something super, super people? Where are the angels? They were literal human beings. They were, uh, Bilal was only a slave. But subhanallah, Allah knew that Bilal deserved to receive the big and huge iman. So he gave it to him. When can we have some kind of iman like this? When can we taste the happiness of iman? The sweetness of iman? Muhammad sallallahu is giving us the three conditions to have iman. First one, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, will be the most beloved to him than any other else. If, you, if we love Allah wa ta'ala true love, if we love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam true love, then no one will be compared to them in this love, then we are going to start to taste the taste or the delight of iman. Second one is to love a person only for the sake of Allah. Not for anything else. Not because he is our son or he is our parents. They are our parents or they are so close brothers or friends also. Or he is the one who is giving us money or he is the one who is very nice with us. But we love the person just for the sake of Allah. When we are capable of controlling our heart to make our heart love the people just for the sake of Allah, then this is the second step to taste, to taste the sweetness of Iman. The last one is to hate, to go back to Kuf. If he, he was a kafir. After Allah Ta'ala saved him from that kafir, as he hates, as he hates being thrown in, in fire. Yani a person who was a kafir, then he accepted Islam, or reverted in Islam, which is the correct word, he will hate to go back to kufr by any means. Like he is hating being thrown in fire. The three, if they are available in the person, then there will be the sweetness of Iman. The case of going back to kufr is for a, maybe so clear for a person who was a kafir. And usually, none of these people who accept Islam with full understanding and faith, they will never go back because I have seen so many of them. When they refer to Islam, 
they cry that Allah saved them from hellfire. They have suffered in their previous life, not from poverty, not from anything else, but from being far away from Allah, the Creator and Sustainer of everything. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. When they come to Iman, they start to feel how calm, how happy, how nice, how sweet is the life. That's only when he is with Allah. One of the ulama, he gave a very good example I'd like to share with you. He said, now understand that the body of the human being is worshipping Allah by any means. Because Allah is controlling it. Anything in this dunya is worshipping Allah. إِنْ كُلُّ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ إِلَّا آتِ الرَّحْمَانِ عَبْدًا وَإِنِّي شَيْءٍ إِلَّا يُسَبِّحُ بِحَمْدِهِ Everything. Everything is worshipping Allah and making tasbih to Allah, including our bodies. Right. That's the one, first step. Second step, if the person is in the right track, following Muhammad ﷺ, so his body and his heart is going the same way, so there is no trouble. Now, let us see the other way around. If someone, his body is worshipping Allah, which is for everybody, but he hates, or he does, is not a Muslim, what will happen? There is, the body, the, the, the heart is going this way, the body is going this way. So there is, like this. Going back and forth, so he's having trouble. No peace inside, no peace. So he's not happy. I bet you, if you can find one single person in this Catherine world that he says that he is happy. And if he says so, he is a liar. He is a big liar. No Catherine can be happy. No way. We have seen them by my, our, our own eyes. And you can read statistics. So many, we said, so many times we said, no, no problem to repeat, that the richest country in this world, where people have no trouble of money, every child has a salary. Hospitals are free. Schools are free. Even if your house is stolen, if his house is stolen, police will come and make inventory and they will give him the money instead of what has been stolen. Wallahi, this is a fantastic country. And also full freedom. Full freedom. Whatever they want to do, they can do. Even, now we will be making sex in the street. And a man married a man. Their prime minister married a man. Freedom. Now we were supposed to say that they are the happiest people because they have civilization, etiquette, protocol, full life, green life, everything is okay there. They should be happy. Unfortunately and truly that this is the unhappiest, the most unhappy country. The highest percentage on the world of society is in that country. Go to any one of these Muslim countries, poor very poor Muslim countries, you find very, very small percentage of society. Although they are so poor, trouble, all sorts of sicknesses, still there is no much of society. Why? Because they are And they know what they are suffering in this dunya is only in this dunya. And but when they go to their grave and to Jannah, inshallah, they will not suffer anymore. It's very simple and very easy. So in this case now, let's back to this hadith to finalize with it. That Muhammad is giving us three things. If we do it, we will taste the delight or the sweetness of Iman. Love Allah and Rasulullah most of the others, of course, and also 
to love only for the sake of Allah, not for anything else, and to hate to go back to kufr or ma'asiyah as we hate to go back to the fire or to be thrown in the fire. These are three conditions for the person to, twist, to, to taste the sweetness or the delight of Iman. We have to stop it here because we don't want to go so much. This inshallah enough and we'll continue inshallah next week to complete this chapter. If you have any questions, I'd be happy to hear from you. Yes, go ahead. No. His son was a coffin. Yes. But Islam was not there. <laughs> yeah. Every messenger brought Islam. Adam, his deen is Islam. Noah, alayhi salam, his deen is Islam. Because you have to remember that the word Islam in here is not the legislation which is given to Muhammad. Islam is submission. Islam is submission. And every messenger is submitted to Allah. So he's a Muslim actually. And every messenger comes to his people and say, he tells them to be Muslims. They ask, because Islam is actually the creed, which is la ilaha illallah. This is Islam. Oh yes, yes, la ilaha illallah. Every messenger is telling la ilaha illallah. Every messenger. Yes. Every messenger is telling his people to say la ilaha illallah. Listen to this ayah. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولٍ إِلَّا نُوحِ إِلَيْهِ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَعْبُدُونَ Every messenger. He told his people, say لا إله إلا الله. Yes, not for Muhammad Rasulullah himself. But what's the difference in here, just to understand, that the difference between the messengers is the case of legislation, the law. Haram, haram, halal things are not the same. But the creed is the same. And when the son was a coffin, who used to worship? Idols. Anything else. The father of Ibrahim used to make the idols. His name is Azar, as Allah told us in his holy book. So he used to, to worship idols. You worship anything else. The Christians are worshipping who? Isa alayhi salam. Which is not allowed, of course, as you know. So those people who accepted the deen of Isa are Muslims. Those people who accepted the deen of Musa are Muslims. Those people who accepted the deen of Ibrahim or Noah or others are Muslims. Different legislation or law. Haram halal different. That's what in his holy book about Bani Israel that in the Sharia of Musa, the grease of the animals is not allowed for them except some pieces. Then in the Sharia of Isa alayhi salam, it was changed. And in the Sharia of Muhammad alayhi salam, there's also some more change. Things are like uh, taking uh, money or, or food from the Catherine in the battle after the battle, or jihad. It was not allowed for any messenger except Muhammad alayhi salam. It was haram for anybody. If they receive, they get, catch anything from the animals, they burn it. Or they leave it, the fire will come from the sky and it will burn it. But before Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, no. Before nobody is allowed to worship Allah except in certain places. For Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we can pray anywhere. You are driving to Mecca or to any place, the time of salah, just stop by the road and say Allah Akbar. So, the difference is, is only in the lower and Sharia. Yes, Sharia. So. If a non-Muslim is in trouble due to bad things. To do what? Do what? If a non-Muslim. Due to what? Is in trouble. Yeah. But he do some wrong things like, like, like something like this. Should we, and he is in a hospital in critical condition. Mm-hmm. Should we help him or not? Right. Let, before I give you the direct answer, let me tell you something. In the case of al-wala and bara, love and hate for Muslims and Kafirin, we have to distinguish or segregate the case of love and hate and the case of 
speaking. How do we that? How do we do that? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to hate the kafirin. That's clear, right? But at the same time, he sometimes treated some kafirin nicely. Why? Because this is the deal of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As long as the kafir is peaceful kafir, not a fighter kafir, then we can't treat him good. For the reason that he may accept Islam. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam visited one Jew. There was a, a young boy, a Jew, used to serve Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Some days, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam missed him, for some days he did not come, as usual. So he asked about him, they told him that he is sick. Very sick. So he, sallallahu alayhi wa went to his, his house. And he found the child and his father. So he was sitting with him and... So he told him, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, He wants to save him from his father, the child. The child looked to his father. His father is a Jew. And Jews are the worstest nation in this world. He said, obey Abu al-Qasim. Subhanallah! He is telling his son to say, La ilaha illallah. And he is not saying it. The father is refusing, La ilaha illallah. Rejecting, La ilaha illallah. And he is telling his son to accept it. So in this case, we treat the Kafirin nicely and good. As far as they are not the enemies of Islam by hitting Islam, they are not fighters. Yani a peaceful person, a peaceful kafir, he is not killing Muslims, he is living among us in our society or whatever, we can visit him. Yes, we are not supposed, of course, to attend his festivals, especially which is relating to his deen, like New Year's Eve or Christmas, Thanksgiving, Halloween, no. But we can visit him at home, talk to him. Try to call him to Islam, be nice with him, as far as he is not rejecting Islam or hating Islam by any hurt, by hurting Islam by any means. Clear? Yes. Of course, you are talking about peaceful kafir, not a fighter kafir. Peaceful Kafir, when he is saying bad things about Islam, we try to stop him by explaining to him once, twice, three times that he's still refusing, we'll go to the authorities to stop him. But we are not allowed individually to kill him. Because someone who hear that Kafirs are Kafirs and we're supposed to kill them, he goes to his neighbor, Bismillah, Allah Akbar. No, this is not, this is not for us individuals. Yes, we are supposed. Allah Ta'ala told Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in his holy book, Ya Yuhan Nabi Yujahri Kuffara wal Munafiqeena wahlum. عليهم. Be harsh with them. But that's in jihad. We are required to kill kafirin. But that's in jihad. Jihad with the leader of Muslims. But in individuals, we have to be careful. Maybe somebody will come to you and say, well, my neighbor is a Hindu, yalla, let's go. He has a lot of money. This is Allah Akbar. I'll make him like a chicken, you know. That's not allowed for us. We hate him, yes. We hate him totally because he's worshipping idols. He's enemy of Allah. It's enough for us to say that he's enemy of Allah. But we may take him good, hoping that he will accept Islam, or at least because Islam is coming us to this. Yes. Shia actually, their problem is that they are hypocrites. Most of the time, they are showing Islam and conceding kufr. Shia, by the way, are not the same level, by the way. You have to, to be uh, careful. You cannot say that Agha Khanis are the same as Imamis, Jabari. You cannot say that Zaydis are the same also. 
They are different and we are teaching this in level 4 if you are joining us in, in, in Rabwa Jaliyat. We are teaching Shia in, in details. But usually they are acting like hypocrites. They say, La ilaha illa Muhammad, they pray with us sometimes, although they say that our Salah is not accepted. They believe that our Salah is not accepted. They believe that Quran we have in here is not Quran. If you have a time and you like to have more information, read the books of Shaykh Ihsan Ilahi Zahir, Rahimahullah. He was killed by Shia, by the way, in Pakistan. That man, he studied the deal of Shia from their own books. He brings books from Iran, printed in Iran. Because he reads Farisi, Rahimahullah. He used to read Farisi. And he gave us five lines of each book of theirs. They cannot stop him. And when they tried to stop him, they came to Shaykh bin Baz, Rahimahullah, a long time ago, in Hajj and say, Shaykh bin Baz, this guy is making a lot of segregation among Muslims. Stop him. Shaykh bin Baz, Rahimahullah, was smart. He said, okay, fine, let's discuss this case. So he called Sheikh Hassan Zahir, he was in, also in the Hajj, and he said to him, say, what, what do you say? He said, yeah, uh, Sheikh Hassan, you are not supposed to do this, we are all say, like Muhammad Rasulullah, we are all Muslims and this and this. Why you segregate Muslims with your books by saying bad things about Shia? He said, do you believe in what I say? What I say is, you, you do believe? He said, no, no, we don't believe, of course we don't believe. We don't say anything about Abu Bakr and Umar, Abu Billah. We don't say anything about our mother Aisha, astaghfirullah, ya Sheikh. These are some books, they look fine. I promise you, I will burn every book I made about you, Shia. And I will stop printing it anymore. In one condition. You, bring, you, you burn the books you have made and you stop printing it. Well, we can't, Ya Shaykh, this is our book. <laughs> we can't burn their books, Ya Shaykh. Al-Bukhari and Sunnah people, there is called Al-Kulayni, one of their Imam, he made a book called Al-Kafi. If you read it, you'll be shocked. How much they say about Sahaba, our mother Aisha. Not only this, but also they say that Jibreel alayhi salam made a mistake. Or intentionally he made a mistake. Instead of taking the message to Ali ibn Abi Talib, he took it to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. A'udhu billah, ishhad. Are these Muslims? Are these Muslims? But when they come to the you ask, Astaghfirullah, we are Muslims, but Ashhadu Allah Muhammad Rasulullah, And they say, we love Aisha, we love Allah, Anha, Abu Bakr, Amr. How can you believe this? Whom are we going to believe? You or what you have written in your book? Al-Khumaymi, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put him in the depth of Jahannam. He used to make dua to curse Abu Bakr and Umar and his their two daughters, Hafsa and Aisha. And he say, make this dua on your sujood. Allahu Akbar. See how, 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 how Iman is strong to all, for Khomeini that he makes this dua on sujood to curse Abu Bakr wa Umar anhuma, and their daughters Aisha and Hafsa. How can we accept this? But how are we going to deal with them? Muhammad Hassan taught us how to do that. How did he deal, how did he deal with Abu Bakr? He did not kill them. He did not fight them because they are shown that slap. But usually, if they are under the Islamic authorities, they don't do these things. But if they are alone in Iran, or maybe some areas where they are so strong, then they say what they want to say. In this case, if Muslims can make jihad against them, they should. And they should, they should kill them, because they are mushriki, followers. Followers in the Rububiya side, Lordship side, followers in the, the Uruhiya side, which is worship side, followers even in Asma wa Sirat, neither quality. All the kinds of Tawheed, they have followers in it. Thank you for listening.